Hello everyone, welcome to the Unknown Gaming Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything related to gaming or tech. Well, not anything and everything, just a topic on a given week. And this week we're going to be talking about my attempt to partake in a challenge called the Linux Daily Driver Challenge. It'll take place over the course, I guess, of, of two years. And that's going to be interesting because the whole purpose of this challenge is to stop distro hopping. And for people that want to know what distro hopping is, distro hopping is going from one Linux distribution, such as Ubuntu, to another, like either another Debian base or Ubuntu base. It would be switching different flavors of Linux. Um, so my original distribution that I wanted to use was Fedora. I wanted to have a fresh, fresh start. Um, uh, OS, and I figured Fedora was going to work great. And man, did I have some problems out of the gate. Nothing like big. It's just stuff I didn't know how to fix or what was causing the problem with <coughs> the particular application. In this case, Steam. Um, I downloaded it from the GNOME Software Center and it broke. Um, that was, of course, after doing the upgrade process, which that could have been the issue. I don't know. Um, so I said, I'm going with something that I'm familiar with, something that I have used before, just to kind of stick with for two years. So I went with Linux Mint. Um, I did not do LMDE, even though that was my original excuse me, goal. And I ended up going with Linux Mint, the Ubuntu spin, just because that's the one I allegedly clicked on. I thought I looked up Linux or Mint Debian and it sent me to Linux Mint. I must have just clicked thinking that I clicked LMDE, but I'm using Linux Mint for the next two years, which also got me kind of thinking about all the projects I could do um, over the next two years, one of them being a graphical task manager. For those that are unaware of my background, I have a degree in programming, which boy, do I miss it. I'm looking for an excuse to use my programming knowledge besides making basic applications that don't have any server connections, database connections, or anything like that. I kind of want to dig into my old books once again, and see if I could make something out of those. I still have my old college books for reference material because if you need a refresher on something, you could look it up or use uh, reading material that you already have. Um, we followed Moroc in college where I went to school. We followed Moroc and like the very... His books, which are really, really good. Um, 
Excuse me, I'm still coming over a cold. I do or battling a cold, so I do apologize for randomly coughing. But something else that adds an interesting twist to this challenge is maintaining a distro. Which is going to be a fun task. That's something I, I'm i not sure 100% if I have done. I've just run simple updates and nothing ever seemed to break. So that'll be a fun little experiment. Also on top of that, I get to work with RPG Maker MV more. More on that in a little bit. Um... But speaking of fun little experiments, I got Unreal Engine running on Linux completely today, so that's a good thing. I needed to update my drivers before I even attempted to open the program because it will yell at you to do so. Um, let's see here, what else? Uh, I got Visual Studio Code installed. I think I did that in Discord yesterday. Steam is installed. I was actually going to stream today at some point, uh, probably within the next hour, so that I have enough time to get a couple hours stream in. And I actually got to experiment a little bit with, like, appearances. One thing I like about Linux Mint, and I'm going to probably cut this segment here, um, uh, just so I can go into a little bit more of a structured episode. But in the next segment, we will talk about why I chose Linux Mint a little more in depth. Outside of my programming experience with Linux Mint, why did I choose it? Well, to be completely frank with you, um, it wasn't really my first choice. My first choice was Peppermint, then Fedora, then Mint. Um, but I do enjoy like mint and peppermint in the same aspect of they're easy to use. You're, you can learn a lot very quickly and it, I don't know. It seems like it's the most user friendly and it's not overloaded with, it's not forcing you to use snaps and it's not forcing you to use flat packages. It's. You know, it's almost perfect, I think, for me to do this. Um, that and I just always say it's one of the first ones that I actually ended up using for programming. So I know what tools it's got. It comes preloaded with a bunch of software. So like, <coughs> if you needed a video player, you've got VLC. Um, you've got a bunch of stuff pre-built in you've got an update manager if you don't want to use the terminal but i have opted to using the terminal in order to update the system and run the system upgrades when the time comes and it's always something that i've enjoyed using um whereas with like peppermint i've always had a soft spot for it i've always liked the look and feel of the operating system and well mints Cinnamon Edition, I believe this is Cinnamon, is very similar in the look and feel. I do enjoy, like, 
how Mint is set up. And it seems like it's very beginner friendly. It does remind me of Windows a lot. Um, I might change my date and time settings out of the military zone. Uh, military time, not military zone. Military time. Just because, I don't know. Uh-oh. So, oh yeah, Proton 8 has come out recently, I guess. Um, so, for, oh, for people that are wondering, I'm literally downloading games that I would like to stream coming up. So, like, Castlevania Advanced Collection, the Anniversary Collection. Um, but, again, going back to why I chose Mint... I know what tools are on here for compilers and stuff like that. I know that there's a lot of software. You have a bunch of software. You have, you know, a scanner, a drawing app. You have uh, a bunch of, like, it comes prepackaged with LibreOffice, um, VLC, and Rhythmbox, and, like, basically, whatever you think you might need, it's got it. Um, it's very customizable, but it's not, like, <coughs> overblown, or not overblown, but, uh, it's not overloaded like KDE, where you can customize every detail. Um, <coughs> Mint goes, here's some customization options, here's what they'll look like, uh, try it out and see which one you like the best. You can't customize everything, but you can customize the basic look and feel of your desktop environment. Um, much like any other distro, but it comes with, oh, you can choose a color, like a specific color for your dark theme. And you can, it, it's hard for me to explain because I really haven't used Mint in quite some time. I've usually been using like Debian or Arch or something like that, but I really didn't want to use Arch for two years. Um, as much as I enjoyed Arch, I couldn't. Not for development purposes. Looks like Castlevania Advanced Collection is ready to be played. Should I try it live on the podcast? We're going to try it live on the podcast, see if it works. And my hopes aren't up. So, right now it's, it says it's running, so I wonder. One thing I've learned when testing out the Advanced Collection and the Anniversary Collection, if one works, they'll probably both work. Oh, it works! Okay, sweet. Perfect. And then let's get Anniversary Collection installed, because I do need to play that game again. <coughs> um... So yeah, uh, that's something too, is the uh, thing with like Mint and Debian is they don't update their kernel very often, which I've had to do on Debian because I was dual booting at some point. Oh, I should probably say this for another section, but I actually want to go into my original plan for this 
challenge. Like when I sat and thought about it, but I'll detail what went wrong when transitioning to Mint in the very next section. So my original plan when I heard about this and I decided to do it, since I was dual booting, I wanted to keep Slackware on the system as kind of a, let's see what we can do with this, uh, see what I can learn from using Slackware, and I can have a streaming distro uh, where OBS works and I can play those, uh, the games that I have uh, I can run. So my original plan was to boot Slackware and Fedora. Well, Fedora just didn't mesh well with Steam for reasons that I went into earlier that I'm not 100% sure of even. But um, <clears throat> then I went to boot Mint and I realized, oh, I can't boot onto the drive. So, or I can't not, well, it wasn't boot onto the drive. I can't install it on the drive that I want, which was the smaller of the two drives. For reference, there is a 512 gig drive and a one terabyte SSD in this machine. However, I must have thought I was looking at the wrong or the, the correct drive label when trying to select the... 512 gig drive and it wasn't like a drop down menu like it normally would have been i had to go in and partition the drives myself which i have no problem doing i could have easily figured it out but i also thought i was looking at the right drive label so for exa for example when you're booting into Let's say Arch Linux, and you have to partition your drives. You go F disk or CF disk slash dev slash, depending on what type of drive it is, it would be SDA or NVMe followed by a bunch of numbers. Well, I looked at the, the drive name and I go, oh, so that must be the 512 gig. Nope, that was the one terabyte drive with my Slackware installation. I said, okay. After I realized that, I went, okay, I'll just format the, the drive and use it as extra storage. So I did. And this is all within the last few days. Um, so I started this process probably on... Sunday night, and now I'm getting everything set up so I can stream and do all this fun stuff. I do just want you guys to, to remember, I have dual booted on this machine before, and I have said that before too, where this was running Debian and Slackware, just so, actually it was running Slackware current and Debian, I'm going to make that distinction uh, for people that are wanting to know what Slackware current is. Slackware Current is a rolling release of Slackware. It's kind of like Debian Sid. It is their rolling release distribution. Um, 
So I, I just, I know there's bumps and hurdles, but it's worth the shot of getting on those bumps and hurdles to try and figure all this stuff out. Um, I got this. This is just the first, the first couple days of me doing this challenge, but I'm excited to see what challenges lie ahead. So I guess we should talk about some of my goals that I want to accomplish in this, uh, in this challenge. And we'll be right back and do that. So my development plans, we're going to make some stuff. We're going to finish two projects with RPG Maker MV. That is the first thing on the docket of development things to do, which I unfortunately cannot find my backups because guess where the backups were? The backups were on the Slackware drive, on the Slackware, like, on that operating system that was was erased, which makes me quite sad. So I'm actually quite upset about that. Um, however, I shall make do with what I can find, and what I can find isn't very much, but it's it's going to be an interesting story. So we're going to make do with what we have. Um, and then on top of that, I'm also going to try and finish a Udemy course for Unreal Engine 5 and also see if it is entirely possible to make a C desktop application that will focus kind of like a task manager. And I'm going to explain why here. And I, pro- I want to explain why. Because the other day, I was having issues with Firefox launching. I don't know why, but I had to go into HTOP, hit F9, find the process, hit F9, but HTOP has got a whole bunch of processes you have to scroll through. So I was wondering if I could make something to condense that and then find the specific process for Firefox, we'll say, and kill that one process. But I don't know enough about, like, GUI programming on Linux. I know more about Windows because Windows is so baked into my brain at points when it comes to development. Because for the last five years, I've either used Visual Studio or VS Code, but I was always under the impression you couldn't do graphical applications with VS Code. That was from what I had read at one point, and apparently I'm wrong. Um, I did end up using like MonoDevelop to make console and web applications, but that has uh, since been unsupported with the latest release coming from Debian 10 and Ubuntu 18.04, I do believe, and I will double check this to make sure I am correct. Mono develop Ubuntu 18.04 is the last stable release Debian 10 Raspbian 9 and Cent OS 7 
are the last releases of MonoDevelop as an IDE, but there are other options. Like Visual Studio Code, there's some JetBrains applications you can use out there that are paid. Um, you can probably use a text editor if you know the libraries you want to reference. You could pro you could import them using the uh, using statement for C sharp import for C plus plus. Um, actually, it'd be quite funny if I can get my uh, get an old graphical application up and running on Linux. I don't think I'll be able to. <coughs> but it'd be cool if I could. Um, I actually might try that as the first process or first, uh, uh, the first step in making something like a task manager, uh, GUI, GUI application for Linux. That'd be really cool if I could get that running. So I think my first goal would be to see if I could create the desktop application and get the frames and stuff running on Linux to see if it would be entirely possible using VS Code, of course. Um, and people are saying, well, how did you not know that you could make graphical applications in VS Code? Because usually if you're working with like Java, there are different IDEs out there. And yes, and yes, um, I could name a few NetBeans, Eclipse, uh, well, those are the two that I've used. Uh, there's a couple more. Spring Boot, I think it has its own. JetBrains probably has one. VS Code has Java support. Uh, and we would usually do that for... Um, <coughs> you know, we use that for our backends and Java applications. But... That is my plans going forward. Um, I know this episode isn't going to be terribly long clocking in at a measly about 23 minutes, 24 minutes, somewhere in there. But it is an episode. So do expect updates on this whole process in random episodes. So until next time, see you later.